The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Everybody, welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm over at 10. I'm your host. It is, if you're watching with us live on YouTube, we recap every single primetime game on YouTube. It is Thursday, December 16th. For a few more minutes, if you're listening to the podcast form to the Chiefs Chargers recap, it's probably Friday, December 17th. Join me to break down that. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, either live or later, hi, one, Two, smash that like button. Joining me to break the ga- break that game down. A fun, a thrilling Thursday night football game that started slow and built to an incredible climax in overtime. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? I have a crazy hot take, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, set it up a little later. But I want you to just to think about that for a little bit, Breach. And Brinson, you must have been reading your calendar wrong. I don't know what day it is because it is not December 16th. It's not December 17th. It's National Travis Kelsey Day. And I'm celebrating because he's on my fantasy team. Me. I was like, what, what, what did I read wrong? Yeah, Kelsey, a huge game in this one. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, both for the first time in a long time, uh, went crazy. Those of us who drafted Travis Kelsey early in uh, in our underdog best ball teams are pretty excited because it's week one of the playoffs. If you, 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 you want 10 catches, 191 yards, and two touchdowns to try and help you advance. That is a good start to the week if you have Kelsey. And it really should have been three touchdowns, I think, because Kelsey Except he ran out of gas at the one yard line. At the or, one yard line. That's or right. He was just so uh still my tweets. So locked into getting a 69 yard reception instead of a 70. And that's what because the touchdown would have been 70. Oh, you can tell he's running out of gas. You can just get guys draped all over him. He's like, oh, come on. Uh yeah, monster game from Kelsey, especially in the second half. Uh Patrick Mahomes 31 of 47 for 410 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Those Kelsey uh, Mahomes stacks are looking pretty good. If you're playing a Kelsey Mahomes or a Tyreek Hill uh, Mahomes stack in the fantasy playoffs, I bid you good day, sir, because it's <laughs> over. Just bench everyone on your team and don't even put yourself through the drama. Right. Like You're not winning. Surrender. Uh, it's really called, bad. Uh, it's oh, called Bengals. Bengals ain't it up. Really bad beat if you had Chargers plus three or Chargers plus or really Chargers three and a half. That is a tough beat because the Chiefs won by six in overtime. The Chargers were up 20. uh, Were they up 28, 21? Yep. And the Chiefs came back and uh, Mahomes hit Kelsey there. I really didn't think that Mahomes in this game looked particularly like Justin Herbert played way better than Mahomes. Let me give you my but let me give you my hot take real quick. Okay. Next five years. Uh, you're talking about the Denver Broncos, let's say, oh and you can take Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Justin Herbert. Yeah, not about that. So you're saying in if you if you don't have Andy Reid involved, yeah, just a neutral team, neutral coach. You know, average team, average coach. Not saying that the Denver's average. Pick an average team, average coach. I I think I'm taking. I I love Patrick Mahomes, and, and I mean, Breach just poo pooed it immediately. But I mean, the course of this season, how it's unfolded, it's sort of hard to argue that Patrick Mahomes has been light years better than Justin Herbert. In fact, you could argue that Justin Herbert has in fact been better than Patrick Mahomes. And again, I love both those guys. If you were taking Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid out of the equation, then I think you have a pretty viable argument. You can leave him in the equation. I don't think it's a slam dunk one way or the other. Is it? Andy, I'm saying that if you're like, you're not going to, you wouldn't say over the next five years, I want Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. Right, I'm not trading Patrick Mahomes for Justin Herbert. Right, although that would be fun, but I, I'm not going to do that. My my point is just that Andy Reid matters a whole lot in this equation more than more than anything else. I think. Yeah, let's maybe let Herbert even get to the playoffs before I'm taking him yeah. over. Uh, I'm not going to write off Patrick Mahomes. I, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not put words in my mouth, Andy Dalton supporter, who's not uh, want to play. What? What? I, you put the words in your mouth. I'm just interpreting them for the people who think you're crazy right now. I just said, okay, so listen up. Get the uh, the wig that you cut off your head and stuffed in your earballs. Listen up. 
I, I mailed it to Brenton, so I'll have to mail it back. <laughs> oh, that's that's part of that's how the hair plugs work. Average team, average coach. That's it. I'm just asking you. It's not outlandish to think that Justin Herbert. All right, so Hugh Jackson's the coach, and you think he'd be Herbert would be better with you than Mahomes? What's the team? Well, take Joe Burrow off the Bengals. Who are you? What are you doing in yeah. that situation? I'm taking I mean, Mahomes. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, I mean, it's it's not it's it's not like out crazy. Of this, it's not crazy. It's, no, it's not. It's not it's, crazy. Herbert I'm not saying is, Case Keenum versus Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's the other question: If you let's say the trade happens to Joe Burrow goes down for some wacky NFL some wacky NFL rule allows the the Bengals to replace him with either Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. I think you 100% take Justin Herbert because he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, and I, I think he might fare well, a little better behind a, not terrible, but, you know, replacement level or worse offensive line. Um, um, Patrick okay. Mahomes moves well. well I was going to say I actually disagree with Let's, that, Brenton, only because Mahomes is under contract through 2031, and uh, Herbert will have had a big contract by then. And you'll be paying him way more per year in the end. I'm saying right now you would Justin Herbert is a more valuable commodity because of his non con is <laughs> his low contract. Yeah. Yeah, breach. And by the way, this is the same guy I'm talking about myself who has to apologize every time he talks about Justin Herbert because I was so wrong about him coming out of the draft. So yeah, I'm so willing wrong. to own that um, and know my you made up for let's, let's, let's table the Herbert you. versus Mahomes <laughs> discussion for a second because that's a good and right, talk about the post break talk. I think we do have to dive right into the thing that everyone's talking about, which are the analytics. The uh, Chargers went for it on fourth down. It felt like 15 times. It was actually only five. They went two for five. The Chiefs went 0 for one. And I believe I didn't actually hear this because it was muted, but a uh, friend of the podcast. Actually, I guess he's never been on. We should have him on. But uh, Darren Smith in San Diego Radio, uh, who listens to the podcast, and is a good friend of mine, texted me and said, Howie Long said, we can't even spell analytics, but tonight they took a beating. And Why can't we spell it? I, I don't I don't know, hmm. but apparently Howie Long can't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm pretty sure Terry Bradshaw can't spell analytics. Or cat. Ah, <laughs> dog. The no, so, there's, a, there's an old thing that where some defensive player said that Terry Bradshaw he, couldn't spell cat if he spotted him the C and the A. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. I, I do remember that, Ryan. The yeah, um, I remember that. The so people are up in arms about this, and like, for instance, Pete Prisco. If you had to guess where Pete Prisco stands on all this, where where do you think he stands? He's very progressive in, in all aspects of his life, so I'd imagine he was go for it on every situation in fourth down. Learn the game. Learn Pete the is, game. He's like, Brandon Staley, idiot, moron, cost his team the game. Going for it on fourth down? Please, take the points. Should have been up seven and a half. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the, the field goal at the end of the first half probably should have kicked it, and I know that the math, the analytics say to go for it, it added, uh, I think, like two – the two first downs in the I think there were were there two in the first half or three in the first half? Two what? Fourth down attempts. Three. Two. Uh right. Two and then and then the field goal, correct? Uh no, the Are, two they missed inside the five. The opening possession and the possession right before the half. And then they, they had, had one fourth, in the middle of the fourth down field. conversion on the Jalen Guyton touchdown drive. Yeah, three. Yes. I I didn't mean yeah. the field goal at the end of the half because they didn't kick the field goal. Um here here's something and we talked about this when Blank used to be on the podcast because he said, why didn't that that team definitely should have not kicked the field goal at the end of the half because the analytics says go for it on fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Uh, but as I remember at the time, Breach and I explained to him, the math is that you're you're backing the team up if you don't yeah, convert. You don't get that at halftime. Right. So I would have kicked it as well. But I would imagine Staley has probably run more simulations than we have, and he probably felt good about it or, or whatever. But it's not even, again, that, and that's where, like, you know, we talk about the, the numbers are black and white, but there's so much gray area with numbers and simulations where you're thinking, we're up 14 to 10 right now. If we kick the field goal, we go up 17 to 10. The Chiefs get the ball first in the third quarter. So worst case scenario, when we touch the ball for the first time in the third quarter, we're not losing. Maybe we're tied 17-17, but we are guaranteed not to be losing. And so that's how I'd be thinking. And, and you know, if I'm Brandon Staley, I'm also saying the Chiefs have not stopped us on offense the entire first half, didn't stop in the entire game until that final possession of regulation. One, one, the whole game. Right. So if they haven't stopped us the whole entire first half and we two get the ball, points. if we get the ball, our first possession of the third quarter, either leading 
or tied, we should win because now we're ahead possession wise because we're basically getting the first possession of this new game. But Bridge, so, the only thing, and I agree with your conclusion. I don't agree necessarily with how you got there in that they should have kicked it. But if the the Chargers or Chiefs aren't stopping them, that's why you go for it. Well, no, because the Chiefs were stopping on these short yard. I mean, we saw the the well, which is it. We saw the fourth down plays. There were two for five. You can have a good short yardage defense and get blown up and down the field. It's the old bend, but don't break Wilson. We see it all the time. It's not, mm. it's a different, uh, you got to think differently. I think as a coach, you can't say, Hey, we're going up and down the field. It doesn't mean we're convert on fourth and one. That's if you not were a, pair, an if you were a pair of shoes. You'd be flip flops. No, I would be <laughs> explaining. You are a coach who doesn't get it right now. And, you know, the funny thing, the one thing, even though the guys in Fox didn't seem to understand the analytics, one thing Terry Bradshaw... I mean, Troy Aikman is, is most... Is, no, is the probably, halftime guys, the halftime studio No, but guys. I'm saying that Troy Aikman in general just cannot shut up about analytics. Like, it drives him nuts. He's like, well, you know, Troy, I mean, Joe, the analytics say here that you gotta go, but I'm just not so sure. And he's just, you can see how gleeful he was every time they failed. But, but Terry Bradshaw made a good point about the team's emotions going into halftime. He's like, you saw after that play, the Chiefs running into the locker room. They were, you know, all excited and the chargers were walking in with kind of their heads down. Like they had just lost the game. And so there's an emotional element to it. But yeah, I think we all agree that kicking there felt like the, the better decision. Yeah. And the other thing too, is you want to have good plays called. It didn't feel like the plays that the chargers had drawn up for those fourth downs were necessarily, I mean, I don't want to say that they're like plus EV or minus EV, but they just didn't feel like, stout plays that were going to succeed, you know? So I don't have any issue with going forward on the fourth down to Staley went forward. And I think if you're committed to something and you feel comfortable with it based on the research that you do, and I would imagine they have analytics people in that building that uh, every week sort of update what they're doing, I I'm fine with it. And I'm fine being committed to something because what we get angry about it when we do these podcasts is, is people that flip flop back and forth and you don't know what the hell they're going to do. And no one on the team knows what they're going to do. And, and the other thing too, is we always say you can't beat the chiefs kicking field goals. And that's the other thing. I mean, Breach is right about the end of half. I, again, I don't agree with how he got there, but it, being up a touchdown seems to make sense. I would have done that. There's no benefit to pinning the team back at the one-yard line with one second on the clock in the second quarter. The other thing I wanted to ask about, and we can circle back, but just just quickly, when um, and Breach tweeted about this, when the the Chargers scored a late in the game to make it a seven uh, an eight-point lead, and Breach wondered why they didn't go for two, I think the analytics said don't go for it. I don't know what the math is there, but I don't see what the down Why would the analytics say not to go for it? I, that's why I said, I don't know. I have no idea why I said that. Because it, so, and that was the weird thing is like Staley's going for it on fourth down, being hyper aggressive. And then you, you're up seven points. And if you go for two and you succeed, you're up nine, which is enormous because that's two possessions. If you go, if you kick, you're up eight. Now, maybe the math tell, like, gets you to a place where I, I don't, I don't know how you get there. Like you know the math really no, there's, there's no way you don't if if you are like going analytics and you are just hey it is like Brandon Staley studied every chapter of the analytics handbook except for the chapter where you want to go up two scores on a team in the fourth quarter with under five minutes left there is no reason not to go for two here especially Brenton it's your favorite thing it's game theory because if you <laughs> if you fail at that two-point conversion you're up seven. You know who's not going to go for two on his next touchdown? Andy Reid. So at right. worst, you're playing for a time. We saw at the end of the game there's when the Chiefs no, there's, no one on, there's no one on earth who's going to argue with you except Brandon Staley, apparently. Well, right. so it didn't make sense for him not to go for two there. And if they get that, maybe they win this game. So I don't know why you're going for on every fourth down and being hyper-aggressive. And then on the one play where you can maybe put the game out of reach, you decide you're not going to be hyper-aggressive. I like to, there's a tweet from uh, Mike McClure of a uh, sport or, or friend of the podcast from Sportsline and early edge podcast. You should check it out. They do great stuff. Uh, but uh, McClure tweet, he's like, everyone in the world thinks Brandon Staley's an idiot right now. The uh, he's like, the old people are mad because, you know, he's going for it on fourth down. And then the actual sharp people are furious that he didn't go for two on that, on that after that touchdown. I'm I saying. actually was f fine with the way he called the game. I had issues with the, the field goal at the end of the half that he didn't take and, and the the eight versus nine point lead that he had a, a chance to to convert I, I was curious about that so breach no one tweeted at you as to why it made sense mathematically just to settle for the eight uh no okay i, I did get one tweet that said that or a guy cussed at me Good. um let's hey. see let's see and, and, and in fairness too like on some of those fourth down plays can you were, shut uh, the f up with the analytics you uh, dumb b sorry. That was dumb b? that's a duck b <laughs> <laughs> 
rhymes with, down rhymes with, hard. Rhymes with snitch. Yeah, I know. I, I, and I, starts I, with a B. Maybe he's Brent? calling you dumb breach. That, that's what. Uh, yeah. No, no, he didn't write B. He wrote the word that rhymes with snitch and starts with a B. Dumb, dumb, oh, yeah, yeah. See, see, you're, you're, dumb britches? Something like that. Uh, your pants, your pants are. There's no way you don't go for two there. Yeah. Right. And, but on some of the fourth downs, too, and I was ripping the play calls. It, it, does, it is worth pointing out, as I think some people in the chat noted that. And if you're, by the way, if you're in the chat, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Let's get those numbers up. We'll give away a freaking hat. Um, Can yeah, I just uh, say generally that I love this game? This game was fun. I don't fun, know. Man. I don't know if it necessarily reveals any strengths or weaknesses about these teams that we didn't already know. It's not like one team just laid an egg. What? Well, I would say two. I would say two things that sort of flew under the radar just because of all the analytics talk. Um, although this got mentioned a lot on the broadcast, Chris Jones is is a jenga piece for that Chiefs defense. Sort of important, huge, hugely important. I mean, the Chargers were able to pound the ball, run all over them, do whatever they wanted in that run game. Um, and then uh, Trey Pipkins, who filled in for Rashawn Slater, did a really nice job. That Not offensive bad. line for for the Chargers had a fantastic game, and that was that was key because you know with no Chris Jones. You know, and no state like no Slater. You know how we we didn't know how those would cancel each other out or how that would have an impact on the rest of those units. And clearly, you know, I mean, the Slater loss is big, and he'll be back. But the P- Pipkins was able to step in. That was a, a big game for him. And also, so Mike Williams dropped a touchdown, or uh, that right? That he did. Mike Williams had three immediate end zone targets. The, the Chargers ran the ball down. Uh, so they got they got the ball they pound the ball in the um they pound the ball down with Eckler, they get down there and then Mike Williams is targeted three times, doesn't can't pull it in had a drop, and then the next play the fourth down was the Parham play. So the Mike Williams drop Parham technically dropped it but he was concussed when he hit the ground, and um, Jared Cook dropped the ball that could have been a touchdown. But as for the so I mean even though we're yelling and screaming about the fourth down stuff, actually we are not. People are upset about it. There are a few instances that we pointed out. That's why I don't have any issue with Brandon Staley's play calling. Um, that uh, because they they could have won you know won the game uh, certainly by whatever five six seven points. Uh, the Donald Parham thing was scary to watch because he just hit his head and we see guys hit their head every week and sometimes they you know they go to the sidelines and for a breather and sometimes you know they they go into the blue tent. But he was obviously knocked out, and, and the it's like it's called a like when your arms like go up like his did. It's called like a, the fence. It's called fencing in terms of like um, concussions because it happens a lot. We've seen football players do that. It's like and an I, involuntary reaction, right? And I yeah, but when your brain gets gets you know sloshed around your skull, basically. And I would just I- I advise, and I've talked about this before. It drives me crazy. I would advise people who covered these games, like television broadcast broadcast folks. I would have a conversation and inform like the the camera people and the producers and say, "Hey, here's an idea. If someone gets knocked out, let's not put a camera right in their face like a like a like a like someone who's being sort of you know a, a jerk about someone who's potentially seriously injured." And I get the camera person doing their job, and I get the producer at the time maybe didn't know what was going on, just thought he was like injured and he just dropped the ball. But I mean, we they show gruesome injuries when people break their legs or whatever, and they show this sort of stuff. I mean, these people have families, man. They don't want to see their their yeah. sons or husbands or or uh, you know fathers laying on the ground. So uh, just something to think about. I'm not blaming anyone for being a, a, a jerk, but it, it's something that you could be a little more sensitive to going forward. I feel like. Yeah, I'm with you. And then the and we're not. You know, look. We're not trying to criticize another network's broadcasting. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I, I, I think a, a, a sweeping generalization too. Like, so they people need to be informed about what's going on. That's all I'm saying. Now, in so just a couple of things on that. I agree with you. Um, I would also add that the Chargers had no update on Donald Parham. He was sent to the hospital for further evaluation. And right. I, I thought Fox did do a good job of that, saying, "Look, we don't have an update because everybody wanted to know about it." But in doing so, they kept kind of circling back to it, and at one point. Yeah, just leave it alone. They show him being carted out, and his hands are shaking. And um, Joe Buck said, we don't want to speculate on what may have happened, and then added that it's very cold for Los Angeles down on the field tonight, which was a very weird thing to interject. I think and look, I think Joe Buck's awesome. Um, I think it's one of those things where he he didn't know what to say. He was trying to— It's a tough spot. It's a really Perhaps tough spot. make people feel good who are watching. I don't know, but you're right. Just— don't talk about it. Say say Parms at the hospital, and we'll let you know what we find out. Um, but more importantly, don't have the camera shoved in his face. And again, I'm not blaming the camera person or the producer. They they may not have known. They didn't know the symptoms or whatever. But just going forward, let let's 
you know, let's try to be a little better. And again, I agree with you. It's also, it, it, you know, if you don't show anything, if you just go away from it, because I, 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 know, I think that we've done that sometimes with these big CBS games where like, you'll hear, you'll come back, they'll come back for commercial and Nance is like, Hey, we're not going to show you the, the video. It's a pretty nasty injury, but it's also, it's just, it's a, it's a tough spot because you do want to give your viewers you want your viewers to know what happened in most Here's cases. the thing. If we're not showing dumbasses that run to the field and try to, you know, make a spectacle of themselves, we cannot show injuries. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. And and what what happens is we get, you know, Harlan doing the play-by-play of the cops chasing down the 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 guy on the field who's drunk. This guy is drunk. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. We don't need to see it. Just say, you know, Donald Parham is down, he he's not moving, they're checking on him and then, you know, Let's say a prayer for him and, and let's not scare the, the crap out of his family and friends. That's all I'm saying. I'm not blaming Fox. I'm just saying in general, because everybody does it. I think it is a perfectly uh, perfectly reasonable suggestion to broadcast booths and production crews. So you said there are no sweeping, uh, you know, no, no real sweeping generalizations. I mean, the Chiefs are probably going to win the division now. Oh, so cool. uh, well, let's finish talking about Parm real quick. Is that... Uh, he had an evaluation for a head injury oh, yes, and sir. he was in stable conditions. So that was the good news because he was taken to the hospital immediately after that. And he was able to move his extremities. Do we know that was not part of the update, but okay. stable condition is obviously good instead of yep. like critical or, you know, something sure. that could obviously be worse. All right. We'll take it. Uh, and then uh, uh, one little minor nitpick. There was like no mention of, I guess Mike Williams was just fine, but there was like no mention of, cause he got hurt on the, the previous player. The play previous and I understand that the yeah. parm thing is taking precedent over it, but it was. Well, he yeah, came he, back out there, so he he must have been okay. He went out there for like a little bit, and then yeah. he know. missed the next possession, and then was back on the field. And and look, the Chargers never sent out a tweet about Mike Williams either. So, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't I, it sounded like it. It seemed like Fox was sort of getting stonewalled by the Chargers, who understandably were not you know overly concerned with Mike Williams, who appeared to be fine because they right. had the Donald Parham situation on their hand. It just a you know it's a tough it's a tough situation for everybody involved and we are glad that Donald Parham who uh, is awesome I love Donald Parham is uh, doing okay. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three month plan, you'll get another three months for free. I gotta tell you, you tell you talk about three free months of of anything right now. I am interested. Because I don't know about you guys, around holidays, the old uh, the old boss downstairs gets a little loose with the, the swiping of the card every mm-hmm. which way. She's like, I've talked to plenty of people. This is a perfectly reasonable Christmas budget. I'm like, I haven't yeah, talked to anybody. You're just making it up. Tell me that. So, so you Learn know the game, Brinson. Yeah, that's right. Learn the game. Uh, <laughs> but that's why Mint Mobile, trust me, Mint Mobile, cost-effective, highly efficient wireless service. I've used it. It's fantastic. They do a great job with it. And it's simple. It's the first company to sell premium wireless service online only. No brick and mortar. So they cut down on the cost. Mint Mobile lets you save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Take advantage of this limited time holiday sale and get any three-month Mint Mobile plan plus three more months for free at mintmobile.com slash pick six. That's mintmobile.com slash pick six, P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Go check it out and get your wireless plan slashed to a much better rate. And then you can afford Oculus VR or whatever your child wants for Christmas. Mm. Oculus VR, what are we doing here? Yeah, my my nephews were playing that when I was down there for Thanksgiving. Did you try it out? I did not try it out because they were too busy playing it. I didn't want, uh, they were just going crazy and, you know, I almost got stabbed like four times. That's how it you works. Right? You don't believe this, but I don't, I've never even heard of Oculus VR. I'm not. Is. That is literally the least surprising it's a thing, reality thing I've heard in the last six months. Get them a uh, a Game Boy Tetris. See if they like that just as good. That's Probably will not. Uh, smash that like button. We're trying to give away a hat. Got to get the numbers up, though. Keep hitting it. And uh, we have enough people watching the show to get there. So if you, hit the, if you haven't hit the like button yet, hit it now, and we will... Uh, and look, if you're hate watching, hit the hate button. It's the same button, and we'll just know that you mean that you hate us instead of like us. Is it the same button? I'm just fool trying to fool them. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, if you hate us, the thumbs up is thumbs. If you, give us a thumbs up to confirm that you do hate us. If you are, if you or just turn your computer upside down and hit the thumbs down button. Oh, we uh, somebody. Oh, we got. Oh, we're actually 
Debo's going a lower number tonight than uh than uh than usual. So yeah, we should be able to get there. Smash that like button, guys. Um, okay, so Chargers Chiefs final score. If I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, but 34-28 in overtime. The Chiefs cover the over hits. There were it was a 14 to 10 at half, so a ton of points in that. Could have been, been 17 to 10 and a half. Mm. Could have been 17 to 10. You know what's funny is that what I was actually I actually thought they should have kicked the field on the first drive more than the halftime drive. I was I was 50 50. I like I thought well, going they, for it from the five was pretty the, the, yeah. From the five fourth and goal from the five is pretty aggressive. It's not easy to score down the end zone because you they, only have a they had like two touchdowns though. I mean, the Mike Williams had a couple and then Parham unfortunately hit the ground. He had caught the ball. I mean, that's true, but it again, they didn't, you know, like it, it's it, but I, I think that Brandon Staley's mindset was we're not and you just said this we're not going to beat him kicking field goals no that's what brinson said and he said that people used to think that you can't beat the chiefs kicking field goals but in my mindset i'm thinking we just got a 75 yard kickoff return to start the game they stonewalled us in three straight plays from the five so you know we didn't do anything we didn't even gain a yard so why not just get some points put them on edge early take the early lead you know if it's it's from the one or two it makes more sense go for the touchdown from the five. It just seemed if like you're playing the, the Jaguars. I sort of get it. Cause you know, at the end of the day, they're going to score two points. Well, but, that's Well, that's the other part is that if you go for it and don't get it, you're not playing Jacksonville. If you're playing Jacksonville or Houston, they're going to get the ball at the five yard line. You feel like you're going to safety them. You give the ball yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs offense. Yeah. They have a legit shot of scoring a touchdown. I right, think they went nice... 11 plays, 95 yards for a touchdown. Right. An absolute March. And it, it, at that point it was like, Oh man, are the so chiefs, chiefs back? Are back? Yeah. But I, I think mean, but they something were... else to keep in mind, like back in my uh, graduate school days when I was less dumb than I am now. I, I mean, there, there, and you're right, Breach. There is no black and white. And, and when you talk about risk, and this is about taking risk, Brandon Staley's risk. He's a risk taker. Um, I'm probably more risk neutral, and, and you're risk averse in, in some of these situations, and that's fine. That's just the, how you are. Now, the probabilities when you add them all up, say it's in your best interest to go for it. But if you're risk averse, you're still risk averse. You may be less, less inclined to do so. So maybe that's something to keep in mind. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying and I don't hate it, but I, I was fine with Staley's decisions to go for it. And I typically have uh, agree with most of the things he's done. And, and I'm sure maybe that'll change if he continues to not convert, but I, I like the aggressiveness. Just, I was just scrolling through the Ben Baldwin bot. And uh, yeah, so fourth and five at the KC five, the first oh, yeah, drive. What's that? What do you say on that one? Uh, recommendation strong, go for it. Adds three point one win probability to it. Herbert incomplete to Parham. Parham gets hurt, of course. Um, you know, I, yeah, it moves it from forty percent to forty three percent. And then the fourth and one, uh, fourth and one at the KC thirty three. Go for it. Medium, go for it. They they get it. And then fourth and one at the one which is at the end of the first half was just a medium adds 2% win probability. You know, it, it, let me ask you this. And this is from uh, Clarence C in the comments. Who's thank you, Clarence for joining us. I don't know why you have nothing else going on in your life, but thank you for joining us at all these live shows. He asks, is Bill Belichick kick the field goal at the end of the first half. And I would add to that breach. Does he kick the field goal on that first drive? Uh, yes. And yes, I think that's right. Belichick kicks yeah. the field goal in both those situations because he thinks it's weird because Belichick, he, you know, he makes fun of analytics. He understands it, but I, I, he, well, for whatever reason, he knows when he needs to put points on the board. I mean, we, I remember, and I'll just say this real quick in Super Bowl 51, which actually ended with the same final score in overtime, 34 to 28. Uh, they were down 28 to nine in the fourth quarter with like eight minutes left. And he kicked a field goal to make it 28 to 12. And he was getting grilled on Twitter and everybody's like, and, and you know, the, the people who knew what was going on was saying, well, you're down three scores. You have to get a field goal at some point. So why not just get it now? Cause then they, that cut the lead to 16. And so, you know, somebody like Staley might think, let's get the touchdown now. Cause we're already down here and maybe we'll kick a 55 yard field because we don't have to get as far down the field. And you just kind of start outthinking yourself. Whereas Belichick saying, no, we're, we, we got to knock down this tree first before we can get to the next tree. And that's what I'm going to do. And so that is part, like part of the element that I don't think that, you know, maybe Staley's he's a first year coach. He's just not as seasoned as another coach. And I think that, well, I don't think he's freewheeling though. I think it, that might be a misperception. I'm sure he has people talking to him about, and they probably have a part of that. This is a weekly game plan. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't disagree. Like I, I don't have an issue with anything he did in this game. I, I mean, I thought 
He's shown he's going to be aggressive and he didn't make any terrible calls and he's not the offensive coordinator. So when he makes the decision to go for it on fourth down, he's putting it at the hands of Joe Lombardi. And, you know, maybe he'll have a talk with Lombardi. Lombardi will say, well, we had two drop passes and this all should have worked. Um, so it, it's just a matter of where do you want to be when these plays are happening? Do you want to be up 17-10 going into halftime? That's a lock. That's a 100% field goal. You are going to be up 17-10 to 10 unless they somehow block it. Kicks inside the 25 do not get blocked. So... Uh, or do you want to maybe be only up 14 to 10 or have a chance to be up 21 to 10? Those are the things you have to think about when you're thinking about these things. So um, this whole thing was like a giant case study in analytics, this entire game. Yeah. And look, I, I do think, you know, there was a big discussion on CBS that people talked on the, with, with coach Cower and Phil Sims that people were getting all up in arms about, but I thought that Cower made a really good point. It's like, I mean, and, and this is the point made by, you know, a, a lot of people like you do have to take into account, like what, like what is happening in the game? Because the analytics are not taking, you know, are not like they, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff being plugged in there, but they aren't taking into account. I mean, I hate to say momentum. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to like justify momentum or dog going forward on fourth down. I like going forward on fourth down, but I do think that, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes is getting the ball back after halftime. You're up 14, 10. You can be up a touchdown as breach pointed out. You know, you could guarantee that when you get the ball back, you are not losing or trailing. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I think that matters. Like I, I would. So, Brandon Staley speaking right now as we're speaking. And of course he was asked about that and what he said. And I put this in Slack. He said, the quickest way to win a game like that is to score touchdowns, not field goals, especially sure. considering who's on the other side. Uh, and then he followed up. John breach is an idiot. So take that. Oh, You'd love to see it. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts Brandon. So that what's hurts. your follow-up question to that? If he says that to you, Breach. My follow-up question is, then why the hell didn't you go for two on your last touchdown and That's put this game out of reach, Brandon? That's you a either doing the analytics or you're not. <laughs> the issue for me is that when something like a game like this happens and everyone who hates going for it on fourth down, like the Pete Priskers of the world, or like the, like Mike Florio was like, these these misses might throw the numbers out of whack. They're going to wreck havoc on, on the, it's like, no, man, they have the it's four plays is not going to wreck havoc on the percentage of like people going for it on fourth down. They have like years and years of, of stuff that they put into this. Please stop. And if it is like people come out to dance on the grave of analytics, when the fourth down conversions don't, don't convert. And the issue there is that the whole point of the fourth down stuff is that it's about, process not results like you are not you are not you're not going to get the fourth down conversions 75 percent of the time that's that's what the math says there is a certain percentage you're going to convert and that means sometimes you're going to miss it so when you miss it you can't be like oh well i mean that's this is an idiot's idea it's, it's just you know it's it's going to be like a 55 percent type of thing right you're you're doing the math and you're splitting the, the the points. So you go for a touchdown half the time. That's three and a half points. You kick a field goal. That's ninety percent. That's two point seven points or whatever. Exactly. That's the math you're doing. I have a question. Can can we hear Brandon Staley live and in person? Debo, what's up? For one and scored, you might have won the game. Can you talk as a coach how you balance that? Yeah, it's just not easy. For sure, for sure, it's a great question, and 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 I I love the answer. It's it's just it's life in the NFL. When, in decision making like that. And I think that from where my mindset is, is that I know that the quickest way to win a game like that is to score touchdowns, not field goals, especially considering who's on the other side. And to me, when you feel like you're in an advantage situation, when you don't feel like it's a gamble, when you feel like this is an advantage for you, then that's going to be our mindset. Okay. And I don't think that any decision that we made tonight, I made tonight was a gamble. We felt like it was an advantage situation for us, and that's why we did it. If we didn't feel like that was the case, then we would have kicked a field goal or we would have punted. And um, that's the way we're going to do things around here. And, uh, you know, I know that our team uh, embraces that mindset, and uh, we're going to continue to do it every game we play moving forward. See, I, I that is – this is why Brandon is awesome. But did he get asked about the two-point conversion? I'm, I'm assuming he will. But his point is absolutely correct. If you believe you have an advantage, if you if it if it gives you a leg up to go for it on fourth down, then you should do it. If you're you're not going for it on like fourth and nine from your own 35, you know, you're gonna punt in that position. But he is, you know, you're setting up your offensive game plan and you are calling plays. You know, when you're when it's third and five, 
you're setting it up so that way you have a an advantage opportunity on fourth down. That is out leveraging everyone else. Well, not everyone else, but like well, I said, and, and yeah, and, and there's a lot of theory to prove that where at college overtime is a great example where the team that gets the ball second knows what they need, so they always can go for it on fourth down. Uh, whereas you know the first team that has the first possession is playing a normal game, and so if the team always is going for it on fourth down has the advantage, then why wouldn't you just do that the entire game? So like everything Staley is doing makes sense. We're just saying in the context of the game, was this correct? The gray areas, was this correct there? The black and white? Yes, it's correct. It's absolutely correct. I'm fine Except with it. And this, this is why, this is why I love Brandon Staley. He's my new crush, I think. But, you know, how many times on this podcast after when we do the live shows have we said, why in God's name did that team on third and 10 throw a 40 yard bomb when all, when they all had to do is all they had to do is get five yards or six yards, knowing that they have two downs to continue this drive late in the game? It happens all the time. All the time. We yell and scream about it. And it's just sort of weird. I mean, we're not we're not we all agree that Brandon Staley is aggressive. We'd like it. Some just less than others and whatever. That's fine. But, you know, it is weird that the, the pushback not I don't want to say mostly from the old timers. There's some people who are young and and don't like it's, they're, they're, it's mostly from the old timers though. mostly from the old timers i get I it mean, it's just like when chip you know like or even you know, chip kelly came to the nfl and like well, yeah, trust me this guy's gonna crash and burn and i can't wait to see it well and I, I think that this this game right here becomes the case study why the old timers get mad because when you see that your team was tied at the end of regulation and that they left three field goals on the board uh because that's the mindset that's what you grew up watching that's what you know and you're saying god if we would have just kicked the field goal once we win this game whereas brandon saley's thinking yeah well if we would have gotten three touchdowns there right then we and you had this, two of them then we win this game 49 to 28 and it's mike not williams drops close. one jared cook drops another well, we don't even have to worry about the the, the parm catch if, if kelly i mean if williams catches the first one and by the way all these field goals and uh someone mentions this in the in the comments kickers always make the field goals they don't have to actually kick how do we know? I mean, there's still a percentage that you're going to miss one of these kicks. You mentioned the chip shot, whatever, that's fine at the end of the half. Well, I mean, all the fourth down, the one on the, the five-yard line, too, most of the Chargers ones. But even on the Jared Cook one, it was a drop, but it you know, it wasn't a great throw from Herbert considering he only had to throw it six yards. Well, I mean, Jared Cook did the hardest part, hit both his hands, and he dropped it. <laughs> that is true. The uh, uh, By the way, the other thing that Staley did that I thought was really smart, and people were, like, quick to pounce on it, like, ah! was the, in, the Chiefs were lining up to go for a play, and the Chargers looked very confused on defense. And Travis Kelsey had just caught a ball and fell on his butt, and the ball had been stripped out. Mm -hmm. But he was ruled down by contact. And Brandon Staley runs out, and I we didn't see him, so I don't know that he threw the challenge flag, but I assume he did because they said, you know, LA's challenging it. Everybody's like, what a terrible challenge. Staley, though your analytics god sucks now. I'm just, this is, <laughs> Life on a text thread with Pete Briscoe. Um, but I think that he realized he, he challenged as a way of calling timeout. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if if you challenge and you you think you're probably gonna lose, it, it costs a timeout. But there is a small percentage chance that it's overturned and you get the ball back. And so, like if you're gonna call a timeout, wait, anyway, so you're saying he was planning to call a timeout I there? Think he was gonna call a timeout anyway, because the defense why? Because the defense was running around very confused, and it, it sounded like he called it a timeout It was the first, first play of the possession, though. Like, the, the Chiefs had just taken the field. They ran one play. Breach, two words, game theory. Moving on. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, more more coaches should think through that if that's the case. Like, if, if there's well, a the challenge. The only problem play, is, though, you're still going to lose a challenge in the first half. So that's something you have to, that's do, you, have to you know, consider. Yeah, that's, I think, was it second half or was it first half? Maybe it was first half. Either way. I, I think it was. My, and I, now I'm looking Brinson talking about how the bot said that the, it made more sense to go for it on the fourth and five in right. the first quarter than the fourth and one. That doesn't make any sense to me because why does being up seven points on the first possession of the first quarter help you more than being up possibly 10 points going into halftime? Well, that, that uh, math doesn't make any sense. Well, the win probability and, and ones from the one yard line, ones from the five yard line. It's because the win probability on the first one was. Uh, from 40 to 43 and the win probability on the second one was 63 to 65. Right. It, the difference on the second one just doesn't make any sense. If you're going up two scores and a field goal only puts you up four points, I mean, it just, it, that, 
the second one just doesn't seem like it adds up. Hey, here's the thing. Maybe I, I don't know what this model is. I haven't seen it. Maybe it factors in the cheap. Well, and that's the other thing is there's different models. Yeah, that's right. That's trying right. to decide if you and, should go for it. And the whole thing about this modeling is that it, every model, I mean, the whole idea for models is, is trying to fit models, simple models to explain complex events, and whether it's, you know, social science or, or sports. So, yeah, people have different ideas of what affects what. I mean, go look at Aaron Schatz and Football Outsiders. Their model in terms of measuring stuff is different than what pro football fo- uh, focuses, Correct. I would imagine. There's so, going to be like an Ace Ventura sequel where a kicker, kidnaps his coach because he didn't let him kick a field goal all season because they went for it on fourth down all year um we should write that all right yeah let's on the here. analytics this is <laughs> yeah let's go on so uh let's talk about the coin flip if we could oh, uh, oh i'm kidding i was, oh, oh, I was analytics like, on that what do you call heads or tails sit down melvin ingram was that it was weird but whatever <laughs> who cares breach breath was ready to go oh they sit down <laughs> melvin ingram as an honorary uh captain versus chargers i bet it, it was a revenge coin flip, I would imagine. I, Absolutely. I, I, I'm, joy, I'm joking about that part. I do want to talk Friends about... You're supposed to play the dunk button because Wilson's making fun of you for the coin flip comment. Oh! All right, so we're gonna get we're gonna give away a hat if you're in as I wrote, just wrote in chat if you're if you've been hanging around uh, for the hat we'll give it away in a little bit. Uh, but let's talk about the overall picture now. A two game lead in the division for the Chiefs, four and one in the division versus two and two, with the Chiefs having. See who they have left. They have the their Steelers at home the day after Christmas. Loss for the Steelers, probably yes. Yes. Um, on a ten day break. I mean, Andy Reid off of Andy Reid off a of mini buy. Mini buy. Andy yeah. Reid off a of mini buy. Uh, then they're at the Bengals. Ooh, this is fun. All right, here's the wins of Wilson spread for that game. Minus ninety seven for the away team. The Bengals gonna be favored by that many? That's crazy. No, they're gonna be. Underdogs by nine. Why ninety seven? This division's the Chiefs have this division locked up. There's no way they're losing it. And then they at the Broncos to close out. If, I mean, if I they th- just go two and one, they win the division no matter what the Broncos do. So let me let me ask you that, Breach. I think I think I agree. I 100 percent agree with that. I imagine uh, Brenton does too. Uh, now let's talk about they're now the number one seed because the Patriots haven't played yet. They play on Saturday. Who's going to win the AFC? I feel pretty good about the Chiefs right now. I mean, the Patriots played the Colts. That's a huge game for them. If they get over the Colts, I feel like the, the Patriots are not in the driver's seat, but I feel really good about the trajectory of that team. I think worst-case scenario, the Chiefs go 2-1, and one. It, that, and that's worst. So they're either 12-5 well, or 13-4 well, I mean, is going to win the division. 13 or 4 or 12-5, and five. and then the Patriots, I mean, it's a little dicier because they have the Bills, too. The bills, think, the bills that scored six points against the Jaguars, Bills. Uh, I mean, the Bills that played fourteen to ten in a windy mess. And the Patriots could easily go zero two in their next two games. Wouldn't be crazy against the Colts. Not, and bills. not easily. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be an insane thing to they have. have. Mac Jones. Agreed. All right. What uh, about the Titans? They're still. They're nine. I was going to say, don't sleep on the Titans. They Derek are nine and four. And they have the Dolphins and Texans still on their schedule. They're going to lose this week, but after that, they can get hot. Yeah, but they at still time. they play the 49ers too. At so. the Steelers, 49ers at home on Thursday on a short week. That's a pretty good spot for them, at least though. Um, you know, so east-ish coast. Yeah, let me ask you this question. Let, let me ask the most important question. If the Steelers beat the Titans and the Chiefs in back to back weeks, are they gonna make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. All right. So the Texans, I think worst case go two and two. All right. Let's uh so Titans. I'm gonna take Texans. I'm going to take the Patriots to win the division as uh, the conference as we sit here. Uh, Breach, are you taking the Titans or the Chiefs? I am taking the Chiefs. And it sounds like Brunson's taking the Chiefs, too. Is that right? Mm. Or you want to sprinkle a little bit on the tack? No, I, I think I like the Pats. I mean, Wilson, oh, okay. Wilson, let me ask you this. What is the percentage chance you think the Steelers beat the Chiefs? Uh, I'll put it at 9%. I'll put the Bengals' chances at, like, 25. No, I, that sounds right. Maybe even 33. Yeah, I like I don't think it's that high. And then I, the Broncos. High. I mean, the, the Bengals definitely have the best chance out of those three remaining teams, but they're still the Chiefs are going to be favored in all of those games. Yeah, I'll take it. But, but here's the thing, Breach. This season, it feels like it's been crazier than any other season. And week to week, you have no idea what's going to happen. Like Especially I, with COVID. And that is the thing that's going to throw a wrench into this. I mean, the Browns are going to have 12 players on Saturday. Well, well, we should point out, too, that the NFL on Thursday changed its protocols. So now vaccinated players can test out of off of the COVID list. But not until next week, not starting with week 16. 
I thought they were saying they could do it. They weren't going to go back on the test, but they can still test out this week. So, so if you're playing on Sunday, you no, can I think still- that Baker Mayfield was all upset because they did they wouldn't. He was mad. He was mad that they came in and tested a bunch of guys. There were positives, and then they changed the protocols. Well, no, he was mad that they told everybody they wouldn't have to test in the morning, then had possibly infected people practicing together, and then told them after that practice right. they would have to test, and that their players might have infected each other, even though they thought they weren't going to have to test. Well, the Browns are kind of hosed because if you went on like you, if you went on the list on uh, Thursday you would have to test like you would have two days in or you would have, you know, you don't have two days cause you're playing Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, the protocols are different, which will help the, 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 the rosters. Hopefully we, is we there was, any way that the chargers, that's go, what I was going to ask, go South as opposed to hang around at five or perhaps, well, they're not going to get above five. So I guess five is as high as it could go. Oh, yeah. Somebody, um, in chat asked, uh, Arjun Jaswell asked any chance the, do the Chargers make the playoffs? So here's the thing. The Chargers are going to win out, I think. They play at Houston, then Denver, then at Vegas. I think... Uh, two and one, worst case. 65% chance they went out. Is that too high? Mm, maybe a little high, because two of those are divisional rivalry games. And and look, the Broncos are 7-6 and six and fighting for the playoffs. Las yeah. Vegas 6-7, and seven, but not technically dead I'll at all. 50, they I'll say 55%. Out. And, and they're both on the road. No, Broncos. No, is on no the Raiders game's on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a ch- there's a chance they could. They, they are. I think they're more than likely going to go two and one. And two and one that'll get them to ten wins, and they're in. Yes, ten wins is probably going to get you. It will 100 percent get you in. I mean, you look at. Uh, yeah. Probably. The Colts, who are right behind them in the wild card, obviously have to play the Patriots this week, and that's not. <laughs> Very good chance they end up losing that game. The Bills play the Panthers, obviously the other wild card team right now. And I think we all agree the Bills probably win this game, but you know, no, the Bills offense are gonna stomp the Panthers. has been such a so if the Bill say the Colts lose because they're playing the Patriots, the Bills win, they're eight and six. And then you have the Bengals Broncos winner, also eight and six. So there's definitely going to be a lot, you know, the Chargers winning this week is the only eight and five wildcard team. Now they're in a log jam, so at least it's conceivable that they miss, but I don't think they do. If you, you know, know what's annoying, Wilson, is that what? so we have four weeks of football, what 15, 16, 17, yeah, four weeks of football left <laughs> minus one game. Every single week, I'm just make sure every single week we're gonna have to hear how oh god, the Bengals are the key to the playoff race in the AFC because they have the Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs. And Browns. Uh, that, that Browns game might be the Sunday nighter uh, with a wild card up. spot on the line. They don't have any you know I mean? like, every, like the Bengals are going to determine, probably determine who ends up winning the AFC North and who gets the number one seed. <laughs> By the way, uh, just uh, it won't be Bengals them. podcast. <laughs> you sort of glossed over this breach, but the 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 Panthers who have to play the Bills this week, they're currently twelfth. They're not out of the playoffs race. If you're David Tepper, do you hire Urban Meyer since you're playing the Bills? <laughs> Pick his brain. That's the only team. <laughs> Urban Meyer, two and zero against the NFC, AFC East this year. Zero and eleven against everyone else. So yeah. maybe there's a path. Boom. Maybe the Bills should hire Urban Meyer. He doesn't lose. Um, what, uh, one thing I know some, some folks talk about this in chat. I think it, it warrants mentioning. Um, if, and we t- we talked we were talking about Mahomes and Herbert before. Mah- Patrick Mahomes looked bad. At various points of this game, and like seventy percent of my back to my hot take. That's what I. That's sort of what yeah. put the seed in my head. Well, I mean, so I mean, Mahomes looked on the scripted first drive. He looked awesome, and you, you know, you're thinking like, "Holy crap, this the Chiefs are are back," as we said earlier. And then he looked really good on the the drive to tie it at twenty eight all. Where, but he was running a lot. You know, thirty two rushing yards. Um, it's some good uh, runs. Yeah, it's some good runs. But he I mean, he was like dirt and balls and. Well, the, he missed a touchdown to McKeel, Mikael Hardman when he didn't have the laces. And Quincy Avery, who's a quarterback's coach, he worked with Deshaun Watson. Wasn't Watt. that the fourth down call? Yeah. He worked yeah. with Deshaun Watson. He worked with Trey Lance. And he said on Twitter that the laces aren't the issue. Anybody can throw a ball without laces. He said his footwork is so sort of wonked up that that played a part in him just throwing the ball in the dirt. And that we talked about the Chiefs missing those short touchdowns. That was the worst miss of the touchdown throws. I, he was, you know, wide it's open. Chargers, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't see, and that's where you know, in Wilson's Herbert thing to start the podcast, where I didn't 
I don't know if we all watched the same game. I didn't really feel like Herbert outplayed Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes came up absolutely clutch in the fourth quarter. They had three drives of 75 yards or more touchdown drives starting with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And that's why they won this game. And Mahomes obviously uh, engineering all three of the 75 yards. It's not like they got a fluky play and had like a 10 yard drive, three touchdown drives of Breach. 75 yards or more over the final eight minutes yeah. of the game. No, in no one's saying that Mahomes wasn't better down the stretch when he was, but I mean, he was like kind of running around making playground stuff. There's a guy that slipped on a, and counterpoint, using Breach's dumb logic, Ben Roethlisberger's as good as Patrick Mahomes because he lit up the Chargers defense. Counterpoint, they punted once in the oh! entire game. Couldn't hear you. Get dunked on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it, it. There's something a little bit off about Mahomes. He wasn't yeah. He wasn't garbage. It's just we, there's a standard that's been set by Patrick Mahomes. It's basically for his fault for being him. so good. If 410 yards and three touchdowns is being off, then like good luck. All Satisfying I said was, the critics, Patrick. All I said was, I like both quarterbacks a lot, but I would take Justin Herbert, I think, on a neutral team with a neutral coach. That's it. And you're taking it as a personal affront. No, so weird. No, you guys both said Mahomes struggled and didn't look right. He, he didn't look right he the first half. Well, well, he went 12 of 16 for 112 yards. He only threw four incompletions, and one of them was a drop. What do you want from him? Dude, he's completing like low 60%. He's completing like 64% of his passes but over their 70 games. I just told you he completed 75% of his pass in a first half where Ryan said he played bad and didn't look right. And, and the he other, finished and the other 65.9%. So and like, the, other incompletion, you, the other incompletion was an interception at the minus one yard line, dumb dumb. I mean, is that yeah, a problem? A tipped interception. That this, oh, those Herbert threw a tipped okay. interception too. We can all agree that Patrick Mahomes had a very nice game and yes. also didn't look like Patrick Mahomes at the way that we've expected minutes. him to look the last few years heading into the, the postseason. Like that's I mean, a, and that's we're a concern. In a, we're in a world now where Brinson is the voice of reason and you're the hot take artist. What's going on? <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> all right, we got a winner. This guy's crazy. Who is it? What was my hot hat? Debo has Spun the randomizer, and the winner is. Do you want a uh, drum roll? A drum roll. Chin Silvius is our winner of the hat. Congratulations! You are now part of the elite. Hashtag Princeton. Welcome sucks. to the club, Jen. Have you mailed the hats, by the way? Uh, tomorrow, I have to mail them. I will do it. Uh, they'll be overnighted to you, Debo. So hopefully, when are you leaving? Tuesday. Dang it. Might have you send it to Pennsylvania. Send me that address just in case. So your mom right. your mom can get the, uh, I'll put a bow on it. And I'll say, please open Miss Debo. And she'll be like, why do I have 25 Brinson sucks hats for Christmas? Yeah, who's, who's Brinson? <laughs> oh, that's that guy that Debo always, she calls him Debo, that, that he hates. <laughs> that's a guy that Eric talks mean about all holidays. <laughs> Makes him work so hard. He's, he's a moron. and He talks about him at every single dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Debo's Southern accent. We finally got it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know Debo's mom was from North Carolina, but that was good. Uh, all right. Do we want to, what do you want to do? Wrap it up? Call it a day? Yeah. Breach needs to regroup after all that crazy talk he just laid out. What on. was my crazy talk? That we're insane for saying that Patrick Holmes didn't play up to Patrick Holmes standards for the first 30 minutes. Hmm? Your, your argument is like, he had tons of passing yards. <laughs> he threw the ball overhand. Yeah. No, he didn't throw. He's 12 of 16. What does that mean? I mean? Why do you keep citing this first half stats? Because you that's when you said he played bad. That's why. You guys said he played bad in the first half. So I'm giving you his first half stats. No, I, right, thought, so I thought he had multiple drives where he looked he looked like, but it that's sort of the thing. It's like almost adrenaline based where he looked like comfortable Mahomes and and he was, you know, making plays out of the pocket, doing playground stuff. But by and large, I just thought that he was pretty, I don't know. He was great down the stretch, but he he struggled getting started. That's it. That's all we're saying. And by the way, let, let me ask this, and then we, we can bonk if we want to. Let's say these teams meet in the playoffs. Who are you taking? And, and know this. Where's um, the game? Well, it'll be in Kansas City because we're assuming that Kansas City's going to win the division and, you know, they'll be ahead of them. But remember this. Justin Herbert is 2-1 and one against the Chiefs coming into this game. Should have been 3-0 and oh if you remember that week one game. Week two game is rookie season where he had a chance to win that. I blame Anthony Lynn. Um, for for that loss, so is it divisional round or AFC title game? Why does that matter? Because Andy Reid. Oh, off the bye. Well, he's Andy not. Reed. He's not getting. Off oh, the oh, I see. Right. He, so if the Chiefs get yeah. the one, also, seed if, if it were round. if it were divisional round and the Chiefs had the number one seed, 
I guess no, it wouldn't be Justin. Herbert. No, but, let's say my Patriots are going to win the division, so this will be uh, win the conference. So this will be a uh, no. So no buy, no buy, no buy for anyone. If it's okay. a wild card, I want Mahomes in air in Arrowhead though. Yeah, but I just think if you're talking about Justin Herbert's first playoff game, yes, no, first playoff games are jittery and usually a disaster. All right, I'll give you I'll give you some points too. So minus four and a half. Hey, just be uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, that's probably right. It's probably good. Um, I'll if, if it's if it's minus four and a half, I'll take the Chargers and hope you don't get your back broken in overtime. Breach. I yep. am taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chargers to cover and to win. I'm gonna write this. I mean, Brandon the Chiefs didn't have Chris Jones tonight. Chris Jones right. is a big deal. No. And right. Rashawn Slater obviously not out there either for the Chargers. Yeah. So it's but, but the Chargers' yeah. offensive line was not a problem. Played am, well, right? I am blinded by my love for Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. I think that's that's. I'm just being honest. Being a Brian, did your heart break tonight knowing that the Chargers now are probably not going to win the division, which means Justin Herbert probably not going to win MVP. I will. He he's already won my MVP, so it doesn't matter. Breach. MVP of your heart, of my heart. Yeah, I think I yeah I would take Chiefs to win, Chargers to cover if it was four and a half. I, look, the Chiefs are the Chiefs have been a tremendously flawed team all season long that hasn't played well and has been criticized by people as being the biggest disappointment in football and as we showed a few minutes ago the bills are, work <laughs> what's that and the now they're the first afc team with 10 wins and the they're bills, 10 and 4 they're 10 the and bills, 4 and the bills would like a word about being the most flawed team in football no i just mean that like the, the chargers have not had a great you know this first is not eight weeks this season were not this, great that's right the chiefs well, have, have not had a great season When's the next time three of us are going live? We have a special special podcast coming up, don't we? I don't know. Are you are you gonna make it some weird announcement we don't know about yet? Saturday night. Saturday night live. Are Except live with us. Saturday? Is that trademark? Can I get sued for saying that. Are we going live on Saturday? <laughs> that was yes, Debo we, told yes, me. Yes, we are. Okay. We are going live on Saturday. I guess Debo told me and not you because he didn't want you on the show. No, I remember him telling us in the chat. It's just Oh, my wife's gonna be annoyed. Sorry, I had to break it to you. I, didn't I, keep, I, keep, I, I keep like you guys looked really sad to have to hang out with us. The commercials keep going up on TV, and AK's in the living room, and they're like, Two games on Saturday, gonna be wild. Do <laughs> so you think she I'm notices, like, but really like, no hey, idea? Like, like, do you hear that? And she'd be like, What do you mean there's two games today? I'm like, What do you mean? But she doesn't care that you're doing podcasts at midnight. She's not gonna be tell her that CD Lamb is playing. Oh, <laughs> oh. programming note we will not. Be live on Christmas. Thank you. To recap those two games. But we will be live this Saturday to recap Carson Wentz's victory. However, I will be live on my YouTube channel uh, with my 18-month-old opening her presents. I know everyone wants to see that. That YouTube channel, by the way, uh, youtube.com slash breachlovescats. So check that out. <laughs> Somebody said it looked like I sucked a lemon when I heard that we were going live on Saturday. Yeah, you didn't seem happy about it. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> Another programming note, Wilson will be live on Christmas doing HQ because... He takes his job seriously. Brinson is going on vacation starting tomorrow night so that he does not have to be on the Saturday show. He will be returning Sunday. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, previous 15 weeks. I'm taking a uh, maternity leave? Paternity per- leave? Personal day. I think is what they call it. Breach loves cats. What if that's actually his cat video page? Uh, what, what if he had a YouTube where he just pets cats all day? So, so. What if there is a website called Breach Loves Cats, but it's not mine, and it's not appropriate. And Ryan just sent everyone there. <laughs> I don't oh, think Wilson God. did that. I think Debo just did that. No, but I made screen. up. The, it says it on there. Yeah. I made up the URL. Uh, let's see. I want to see if there's anything there. There's no uh, way. Just click the link. It's locked. Oh my God! It's, it's a private channel. <laughs> Only true cat connoisseurs are invited. <laughs> it's a private channel. Subscribe on Breach's Patreon to watch him. Pet cats yeah. in the darkness of his <laughs> house. Only oh. cats. Oh. <laughs> I would pay to see Breach like uh, pet a tiger, like in a cage with him wearing like a meat jacket or something. Oh, tigers that, love me. That I would pay to see. You're the tiger you're the tiger prince. Tiger King's already taken. Tiger jester. <laughs> All right. Uh, well done. Let's go. <laughs> Great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will be back on. So we have the pick show. Will be the podcast feed. Uh, on Friday morning, of course. And then, as mentioned, we'll be back on Saturday night to go live. Oh, after Patriots Colts. That'll be fun. So have lots of bets going in that game. Let's see you action. Congratulations, Jen, on the hat. You did it. Yep. Good job. See you guys later. Wear Thanks proudly. for watching. Smash that like button for Wilson and Breach. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 